0: Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there, we'll answer your questions, you can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. So check those things out, please become a patron, if you can't do that, give us a rating, give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts, that's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much, and enjoy part two of the podcast. She's literally, like you just said, comes in wearing a red gi top. And
1: no pants. And Shokasugi is like completely oblivious to what she is doing, which is trying to get him to ride her. (laughs) Right? She wants to get in
0: that Hakama, yo. And he's just like, Well, if you want to work out, you forgot your pants. You really think I forgot? Like, dude. Um, it's been six years. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I get it and everything, but holy fuck. And she's like all up on him. This is, uh, Kathy's played by Ashley Ferrara. Yeah. And she's only got, I think she's only got three credits. Uh, she's got this. She was on the TV series, The Master in 84 with Lee Van Cleef.
1: I love that show.
0: It was a great show. I remember renting that on, on VHS. It's tremendous. Really fun. And then she was in a movie called Cyclone, which was ridiculous, but she ends up attacking him here and having a little sparring fight session. And, you know, listen, for a chick that's not a martial artist, I shouldn't say a chick, for an actress that's not a martial artist, it's okay. It's it's okay. Like, it's passable. He's doing some blocks. She's throwing with some violence yeah. in there. Like, you know, it's, is it, is it a good fight scene? No, but no, but like, that's
1: not what she's after anyway. Like we no. know what she's after.
0: Yeah, she's like reaching up when he takes her down and like grabs his she's face like, like Cho, you're Come on. Cho. So oh, so, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And he's just like he's having none of that. No, he just puts her hands down and gets up off her and she's laying there like, God damn it. Like she literally slaps the mat like Fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck. God damn it. I I really wanted some. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut here now to the art gallery where Braden is setting up the display of Cho's these um. Uh, Japanese dolls that he makes, which again, just to retreat, I don't understand why he has to import them because Cho makes them.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. And he's like, each one takes over two months to make. And they're like, they were just imported. And I was like, well, what? Like you've been there for six years. Yeah. you have been there for six years and you're just opening the gallery now. Okay. All right. Fine. It takes two months to make each doll. And he's like, yeah, they just arrived. So I, 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 I I don't know. Like the movie. So you're making
0: six a year for fucking six years. You should have like $36 kicking around ish. Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? What do you do? Like the timeline doesn't work out. The story doesn't fucking make sense.
1: That's, but it's, it's fine. But yeah, it's for what this movie is. Like a lot of these films are super low budget and that's fine. But you know, you're just like, Oh, all right, fine. Like you just need enough of a story to take me to the next ass kicking.
0: And here's the thing. This this movie, you said, a lot of these movies had a low budget. And by the way, this scene is hilarious where Cho is talking to this Japanese lady. <laughs> the statue of the ninja is there, and he's talking yeah. to her about what ninjas are. And when he leaves this scene, this Japanese lady runs her finger along the doll's sword, and it cuts her finger. Yes. Yeah. But she runs it along the back, the dull edge of the fucking sword. <laughs> And that cuts her, <laughs> which it shouldn't. <laughs>
1: oh, my! The blunt side cut me, and the dolls are pretty fucking cheap. Like they're thou—they say yeah. they're worth thousands each, but like when they're she not. runs her finger along the, the 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 sword, like it all just like the the blade is like waggling, like blah, 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 like one of those yeah. door stoppers, but.
0: Yeah, and when Kane moves the... uh, then the very next scene, Kane's fucking with the dolls and it slides over and it's like wobbling, like like wobbling around before it falls and the powder comes out, which you can tell later is heroin. I did want to say the budget of this movie was $700,000.
1: That is fucking incredible.
0: It's ridiculous how low this budget is. They were going to shoot this movie in Los Angeles. That was the whole point. But (laughs) it was costing too much money for permits and location fees and all that shit so salt lake city in utah was trying to get films there specifically was trying to get canon to come there and make films and they promised no location fees no permits no union deals none of that shit so they moved the entire production to salt lake city utah that's where this was shot (laughs) Because Jesus. of that. <laughs> They're just like, fucking shoot wherever you want. We don't care. Nothing. Fuck permits. Permits are nothing. Fuck it.
1: No permits. No unions.
0: <laughs> nothing.
1: And they jumped on that. <laughs> oh, did they? So the next scene we cut
0: to here is Kathy talking to Brayden. And this is where we find out that Brayden is a piece of shit. And he's using Cho to import his heroin. Which
1: doesn't make sense because he's making the dolls there, <laughs> so it does not make sense at all. He sh- like Braden would have should have told him to stay in Japan, yes, and then he could have filled them with heroin and shipped them over. But anyway, it doesn't make right? sense. But that's fine. That's no, I'm over it.
0: <laughs> well, really? we have said before with these movies, I don't need the plot to make sense. Like all I need is a a bare fucking thread of something that gets me to the next fight scene
1: on some of them on some of them like you have you have something like lady snowblood and that is like an incredible story right? yes yes like if if you're if you're high in one area it's okay in my opinion it's okay like oh this film does this really well but it does this kind of shitty it's it's okay because you expect that with something with a low budget right you expect yes. there to be some corner cut somewhere and in this movie, it's the entire fucking plot. <laughs> yeah, there's, but dude, there's, uh, there's corners cut.
0: It's you know, there's no corners. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, this it's is a, a sphere circle. of a movie. <laughs> it's a perfect circle. It's but a perfect circle. Look at it. We get the mob
1: boss who's getting a massage from uh, Mr. Akmonic from Alf, who was also <laughs> in American Ninja. <laughs> yes, as the that's colonel. Great.
0: That's hilarious. this mob boss is awesome too this is mario gallo who plays caifano uh he he passed away unfortunately he literally this is his last credit he passed away in 84 but i mean i'm jesus christ dude mario gallo was in fucking raging bull he played mario in raging bull like he's been around he's got a lot of credits he's honestly he's probably the best actor in the movie if you know when you look at his scenes, like he's playing it like a mob boss, you know.
1: No, he is playing it like a mob boss. The 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 storyline's a little off because, you know, Braden shows up and he's like, "Yeah, the drugs are here. Give me the money." And he's just like, "Yeah, no, I'm not going to give it to you." And, and it's yeah. just kind of like this little bit of a standoff. But he plays it well, uh, despite the fact that you know the story's a little weird because. I would think if you're like the Italian mob and you're dealing with the Yakuza, both sides want it to go smoothly and not start some shit. I don't know. Yeah. I've, never, I've never imported massive amounts of drugs before, but I would probably stick with the agreement with those characters. Yeah.
0: Uh, dude, I laugh my balls off at this scene where he, Braden says, don't fuck with the Japanese, Kaifano. I'll fuck with whoever I want. I don't need you. I'll make my own deals. If you're thinking of going behind my back, Kafana, you'll be making a big mistake. A very big mistake.
1: You don't even know me yet.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: you don't even know me. Yeah,
0: Chris, the yeah. family guy, you don't even family know family me. Like, <laughs> it is so funny, and Brayden loads up all his ninja weapon shit in his little fucking carry-on bag nonsense. Yes. And then he, he rolls out to the mob place here and goes into, like, literally a public park bathroom <laughs> and changes into this fucking complete ninja uniform with this ridiculous silver mask, which when I was 12 scared the fuck out of me.
1: I know, that's the that's the thing. This was terrifying when you were, like, a little kid. And you're looking at it now and you're like, what the fuck? But yeah, he goes up to a uh, buddy who's taking a piss at the urinal and of course, they have to do the Whoa, you scared me there. What is it, Halloween or something? Like, there's always yep. that. And uh, yeah, he kicks the shit out of him in the public men's room. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the, the guy that's playing Braden or the,
0: the ninja in this scene is Steve Lambert, who is the stunt double for Braden, who is basically the ninja, uh, the, the Silver Mask ninja, anytime he's in the ninja suit it's steve lambert because steve lambert
1: does the stunts who's fucking awesome he's
0: great dude when he punches this guy in the chest like just bam and and hits him in the sternum with that punch honestly good man
1: you know when they were in that public park men's bathroom it would have been hilarious when he was kicking the shit out of them if like one of the stalls opened and like george michael looked out and was just like (laughs) what the fuck freedom
0: yeah yeah so he kills that guy and we then cut to the scene that legit scared the fuck out of me when I was this, a small child watching this, where the homeless Tom Waits looking guy at the fountain, yes. is talking Tom to Caifano, <laughs> and <laughs> he keeps trying to touch Caifano's suit while he's talking to him, and Caifano like annoyedly moves his hand off of yeah, yeah, <laughs> off of him. It's quite good. It yeah. is good, and he's talking to the, Caifano's talking to this homeless guy getting some information and then as they kaifano and the two thugs or three thugs here walk away after paying this guy we see the ninja which is ostensibly brayden on top of a fucking office building and he pulls out and this is continuity wise important these shuriken and you hear this and an entirely differently shaped shuriken hits this homeless guy in the face And he spins around and falls into the fountain water, and passersby are like, oh my god, what's happening? Everybody runs over, and this fucking blood is running out and making the water red in the fountain. And I remember watching this when I was, whatever, 13, 14, thinking, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah. And they, they flip this guy over, the goons pull him out and flip him over, and the effect of the shuriken in this dude's eye was fucking terrifying. And when I look at it now, it's stupid as fuck. Back in the day, in probably 86, when I watched this, it was fucking scary, dude.
1: Yeah, man. Like, they did a really good job with that. Because that, like, when you talk about, like, ninja movies, even if people don't remember. Like, I had a call the other day from a guy. who was like, I was thinking about ninjas, Chad. And I figured you'd be the guy to call. What was the one, that real scary one where the guy got the, the shuriken in the eye? I said, by the fountain? He was like, yeah, by the fountain. Like, it, Like, it traumatized him. So, it's yeah. so crazy how it it's not quite as scary i don't know if it's today or the fact that we're adults or whatever but that was a fucking violent violent uh scene to have in a film in those tu- in that oh my god in yeah. those days and then to go from that scene that was terrifying to me to this
0: next scene where the couple is fucking in the hot tub
1: <laughs> yeah drinking champagne
0: like, I've got the weirdest boner right now. Yeah, like, I'm just, just <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm still sick from the last scene. My like, stomach's kind of going to throw up and my, I don't feel okay, but my dick is really fucking hard. <laughs> like, like, it was weird, man, because these two are fucking in the hot tub and the ninja breaks into their room and blow darts the young mafia guy in the back. Yeah. And then he falls on top of the girl in the hot tub. And <laughs> the ninja walks up. And with the scabbard of his sword, the girl is literally, her face is out of the water, but she's got her right arm free. Yeah. And the ninja just pushes her under the water gently and holds her there till she drowns. Like, she doesn't use her free arm to move the sword off of her <laughs> so she can breathe.
1: <laughs> like, no, she... It was the
0: gentlest drowning ever.
1: Yeah, he didn't really <laughs> need to do much. <laughs>
0: She kind of gave up. She was like, oh, goddammit, I guess I'm... Goddammit, well, all this, right, is this is my spot, ninja. fuck. <laughs> this is my spot, I drown. <laughs> I drown right here, fuck. But these two, so Caifano, they cut to the, I guess, the the, the morning after or whatever. And Caifano shows up here. And <laughs> the cops <laughs> are questioning Caifano about this kid who got killed. And it's his, I think it's his nephew or something.
1: Yeah, it's his nephew.
0: And they show, they pull the sheet off. Here, this is what it looks like. And the two people are stuck together on the gurney like they're fucking
1: <laughs> They were doggy locked. Yeah. They were doggy said,
0: locked on the fucking They said
1: they, gurney. said they couldn't get them apart. <laughs> and it's like, what?
0: <laughs> it's so fucking funny, dude. Now when I watch it, like back in the day it was hilarious and like, oh my god, um, am this is weird again, my boner's weird. But now it's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And the cop, the cop here is played by uh, Virgil Fry. This is Lieutenant Dime who's investigating. And he's played by Virgil Fry, who, again, passed away in 2012. You know, an older movie. You're not going to have uh, a lot of these people, unfortunately. The older crew still alive here. But that guy, Virgil Fry, is the father of Soleil Moonfry. Jesus. Really? Play I punk- didn't know that. Yeah, who played Punky Brewster in, in 1984, came to fame with that. That's her dad. Oh he my ran a, God. a successful acting school for a while. He he was an uncredited biker in fucking Easy Rider. Like, he's been around for a long time. So Man. Bad motherfucker. He was a good actor. So anyway, we get with a cut here now to the, the cops trying to get some help with this whole ninja issue. And we get the uh, the appearance of cop slash martial artist Keith Vitale, Officer yeah. Dave Hatcher.
1: I what fucking is- li- anytime he pops up in a film I'm always excited to see him, man. Oh yeah, this is great.
0: He's fucking fantastic. He was in Wheels on Meals which we did last season. He's going to come up later this season in uh, American Kickboxer 1. And uh yeah, he's great in this, man. I the dialogue here is ridiculous cuz they they show the oh thing is broken. It's yeah. so funny. It's so
1: fucking hilarious when you listen to the dialogue. No, the dialogue like from like again, when I was a little kid, I thought this was like a real thing. Like oh, yeah. you know, as a martial artist, I was like, I can't wait to join I can't wait to join the martial arts where I learn the scientific fucking ways to break bones at ninety degree angles and whatnot. But they basically <laughs> kinda of do like a Hannibal Lecter thing. They're like holding up x rays and they're like, What kind of man could have done this? Corner claims no weapon is used. Yet the blows were struck against a large bone. A precise 90-degree angle, as if by a machine. Could you cause that kind of damage? No, it requires a very special training from
0: childhood. You know anyone that could? There was a Roo, a group in Japan that were bone breakers, about three or four hundred years ago. I'm talking about Thursday at 11 o'clock. Uh, I don't know anybody
1: that could have, but I have a Japanese friend. Someone who's an expert on these things.
0: You're just like, now watching it now, like, fuck, really? Okay. <laughs> like, there was a group of guys back in Japan that were bone breakers, but, you know, they're not here, you know, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, it's Could, just, couldn't yeah, be the,
1: dialogue, the dialogue, yeah. well, oh, only the, only the ancient Japanese bone breakers, but, I don't know, they've been fighting around a temple for, for years. Last I heard, they slaughtered a whole fucking family, and, <laughs> <laughs> but it couldn't be them here in L.A.
0: Couldn't be them. Fuck those guys. And, uh, so... Dave Keith Vitali says, "I know a guy who might be able to help us," and then we get a cut here to actually a really decent little sparring match here because it's Keith Vitali and Shokazuki having a little training sesh together. Yeah, and it's pretty and good, man. These two are good.
1: It is good. It looks like, honestly, it looks like a couple of guys like fucking around and sparring and having a having a good time. It's the most. I mean, look, just put this in air quotes. I think it's the most realistic kind of combat in the uh in the film it looks it looks great like both of them really shine
0: oh yeah this is far and away the best fighting in the film you, you know these guys are both good like shokazuki he was a tournament fighter in the 1970s he won the la open in 72 73 74 like he is an actual martial artist like no joke he's he knows his shit. And Keith Vitali's the same way. You know, he was the, the world karate champ and the U.S. national champ from, from 78 to 80. Like, these guys know what the fuck they're doing. So when they put them together, you're going to get a decent scene here. So Vitali pulls... Well, I should call them by their character names. Hatcher pulls Cho in here as a bit of a consultant on the murders. And the scene here where Cho is in the, in the police station talking about the shuriken... <laughs> The length of the blade is precise. Only by passing through the gate of the eyes can it reach the brain and kill. Bitch, what the fuck are you
1: talking about? Yeah, like the gate, <laughs> the gate of the eye. Gate of the eye. <laughs> but his other, his other kid, his other kid was killed with a shuriken to the fucking forehead. And it was one of those, it looked like a miniature saw blade, right? It right? had about like 36 little points on it, but that fucking went in so... It's, it's fine. Like, I, I have to say, like, they, they created, a, they, they created this world, right? Where ninjas, yep. assassins, and they're basically superhuman. They can throw the shurikens from the top of a skyscra- skyscraper, and there's a guy with one eye, and they hit him in the good eye. Like, you know, they do, <laughs> they they, they kind of build this world, and you get into it. And when you were a kid, you thought this was all fucking real, which is what you do when you're a kid. But it works. I still fucking really like this film.
0: Oh, dude. When Lieutenant Dime knocks his coffee off his desk, and Cho grabs it. Before it hits the floor, yeah. And he picks it up and puts it on the desk, and you hear that, that music hit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember being like, oh, he's so badass. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking funny and the cut now to uh Braden and kathy here Braden's trying to get all up on kathy and her sexy little negligee but uh kaifano calls him and he's like hey it's Caifano. fuck off get out of here which she knows about your whole deal why are you kicking her out of the room like i don't understand that yeah like she's literally your partner but anyway he kicks her out and uh she goes in the other room and eavesdrops on what he's talking about anyway and then Caifano. Sends out these two goons. He sends out the guy he calls Chief, who is played by Don Shanks, and and this other guy. I don't know who the
1: other guy is. Yeah, but Don Shanks is dressed like a Native American, and that dude is white. He's white as fuck. He and he's, cre- play- he's credited as Dan Shanks, so they even get yeah. his name wrong. <laughs> well, he is the waiter from Dumb and Dumber that Jim Carrey yes. speed bags his nuts. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was also the stunt coordinator for this movie. Why did they have to dress him up like a native? I, I, dude, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, how could we make this movie, in
1: addition to being silly, racist? Well. Like. <laughs> but it doesn't, It like, it doesn't, like, in any way, shape, or form serve the story. But. Anyway, they show up and they no. just rip off all the dolls. Like they yeah, just they put them all there
0: in the they, tr- in the van.
1: Easily, easily steal the dolls and then they put them in the tan van uh, outside. <laughs> but
0: then, as they're escaping, Cho shows up in his uh, in his like fucking fucking
1: El Camino or something. El
0: Camino. And when he sees them in his cool little tan sweater vest, he goes out in the back and he's like, "Whoa, oh, you course! And then. We get this back alleyway fight, and these, like, for a ninja,
1: they kind of get the jump on him, although he does some pretty good little moves here. (laughs) They do, but the stunt, like, fuck, dude, like, you want to talk about stunts and dangerous shit that they just... (laughs) Fucking yeah. filmed and put on film. This <laughs> yeah. next like fucking ten minutes is the most like when they said ah no p- no permits no fucking pay- no f- nothing do whatever the fuck you want they did whatever the fuck they want because like, oh yeah there's some fucking shit in here that I'm like holy Christ it's awesome and not only that
0: you can see that it's shokazuki oh for
1: like it's not a stuntman he did that shit there's a stuntman for. The jumping and when they like in a minute they drag him behind the van—that's not him. But in the fighting where he's getting like a buck, fucking wooden box to the head and stuff, that's Show Kazuki. But yeah, Stephen Lambert did all the dangerous shit. Yes, and doubled as Show Kazuki here because he literally fucking grabs the back of a van and gets dragged down the fucking street. This is fucking insane. No, it's it's legitimately insane. Yeah. Like, he must have just had pads
0: on his shins, because he it's like a van with the ladder up the back, like one of those asshole 1970s vans. Yes. And he grabs the van and just gets, you said it, he gets dragged down the goddamn street. But, like, the, va- the van gets away from him, and he doesn't jump over this wall.
1: Yes. <laughs> like a that trampoline. Was Stephen, that, that was Stephen Lambert that did the jump. they He set up a trampoline. And I was watching an interview with him, I think it was on Viking Samurai, (laughs) where he fucking didn't have enough height, so he took a craft services table and put the trampoline (laughs) on the fucking craft services table so it would be high enough for him to vault over the wall. Like, the guy, the guy's a fucking champ. And there's a couple of scenes where it's clearly Shokazuki, so they were both doing some fucked up shit, man. Well, when they're driving
0: down the street, and Shokazuki's on the roof of the van, like, punching the driver... That's Kazuki. Yes. Like, right? But then he does that fucked up, grab the rail above the windshield and like flip up and over and kick through the windshield, which is clearly candy glass because it breaks in a way that window shields don't break. Yeah, but it was awesome. It was fucking cool as shit, though, when he kicks through the front windshield and then yeah. fights the
1: dudes in the van. Uh, that move, that type of move, we'll say, that's coming up in Yes, Madam and yep. i think frank did that in the transporter from the yes, top of the truck and did that so it's yep. an amazing move like it's fucking awesome
0: oh my god yeah it's crazy and they shokazuki headbutts a dude and he falls out the back of the moving van and somebody did that
1: yes yeah, somebody like the dudes go flying <laughs> <And they're laughs> like- side swiping cars and they're fucking hitting like fire hydrants which oh yeah I think they might have hit a real fire hydrant. Oh, I think they did. But this is a really exciting part of the film. Like, it really, really is. Like, stunt-wise, it's well put together. And I remember this very fondly. And on my rewatches of this film, I had a great time. And Shokasugi looks great. He's doing kicks. He's doing leg takedowns. Like, it's fucking oh, man. bonkers. Chief comes out here with the double
0: tomahawks. And just starts trying to chop the shit out of Shokuzuki. cuts him across the belly there. It's an insane fight scene. Shokuzuki has his ass kicked, but he's whooping these dudes left and right. Mm. It's it's a good scene. The dude pulls out the the little six-shooter pistol, and he's doing the dive rolls back and forth yeah to like, get out of the I, way. I don't know why he didn't
1: just like continue around the side of the van but he yeah. just he just dive rolls like left right left right in front of the uh van and i tell you that van does a drive by and kasugi rolls out of the way and it looks like it fucking like it looks like okay drive the van fast adam show just make sure you roll out of the way don't fuck around okay that van is coming yeah. and it's coming hot and i remember when it goes,
0: and he grabs the back of the van, and he's getting, as you said earlier, dragged behind it, which Steve Lambert is. Yeah. But but I remember him pulling up, and that close-up shot of Shokuzuki's eyes coming up over the back yeah, bumper. Yeah, they look like that. his
1: eyes are bleeding. Like, it's good. Yeah.
0: It's fucking good, man. I remember, like, oh my god, look at this guy.
1: But Lambert is legit being dragged, and he's... He's got some sort of padding on because he's trying to pull himself up and he's getting up on his knees. So his knees are scraping and you're just like, no, like it hurt, Like I, it was hurting my fucking knees when he was doing that.
0: He's getting dragged behind the van and then a fucking car comes out of nowhere and hits the goddamn van. Yeah. With him being dragged behind
1: it so like, Stephen lambert hats fuck. off to you you crazy motherfucker like you crazy you, bastard you did a great job with that scene like
0: salute homeboy and that concludes part two of the podcast come back tomorrow for part three if you'd like to get the entire podcast on sunday night you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast patrons get the full show sunday night without any ads If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media at Twitter. We're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you.